Okay, let's see what's going on on Mighty Touch. I gotta go feed. Uh, I I um, soaked some dog foods for my birds because uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, you know, meat birds, birds eat meats. They need meat. <clears throat> anyway, slammed a new filing. Great, Trump hit with scathing letter in federal court. Great, two hours ago. Ha <laughs> ha. Nah. They just just take him into custody. What's with the fucking foreplay? I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Donald Trump was just hit with a scathing letter. Conspirators. In New York federal court, sent by E. Jean Carroll's lawyers in E. Jean Carroll's civil rape and defamation case against Donald Trump, which is set to go to trial on April 25th, 2023. Late on Tuesday night, April 10th, 2023, Donald Trump's lawyer sent a letter brief to the federal judge, Judge Lewis Kaplan, asking for a four-week delay in the E. Jean Carroll trial. <laughs> claiming that they needed a, quote, cool-off period yeah, yeah, based upon the, quote, carnival-like atmosphere, end quote, attended with all of the oh, press associated with Donald Trump's criminal arraignment in Manhattan. <sighs> and, of course, Donald Trump took no blame in the letter brief to the federal judge for a circus-like atmosphere around his criminal arraignment and blamed Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg entirely. As we reported here on the Midas Touch Network, Donald Trump's letter brief asking for this delay is more of the same from Donald Trump. Delay tactic after oh, delay tactic. Oh, please let me delay a month. Please don't subpoena me. Donald Trump out for these delay tactics going to be supportive of Donald Trump's request to delay, especially when Donald Trump was the one who sought out a circus-like atmosphere for his criminal arraignment when the Manhattan District Attorney offered to do it by Zoom. And we also predicted that E. Jean Carroll's lawyers would call the court for his hypocrisy. And that is exactly what they did in this scathing letter nice. that was just sent to Eugene Carroll's lawyer in their letter say, in all events, Trump is exceptionally ill-suited to complain about fairness when he has instigated and sought to benefit from the coverage of the very coverage. Take him into fucking custody. Not with that pussy pudding. If anything, it is somewhat perverse for Trump to speak continuance in these proceedings based on the recent indictment when so much of the publicity he complains about has been driven by his own incendiary statement. Trump should not be heard to complain about unfairness <laughs> from pre-trial publicity when he has done everything in his power to intensify such coverage, including through statements that threaten and provoke violence against law enforcement and courts. In fact, Trump filed his motion for a continuance less than two hours after appearing on Tucker Carlson's show, where he discussed, among other things, the indictment. Meanwhile, the first seven items in his political campaign store include... Understood the assignment. Great. Thank you, Judge. Thank you. Assignment. You understood the assignment. 
fake mugshots from the Manhattan DA indictment. Within legal bounds, Trump is free to oppose the pending criminal indictment. However, he sees fit and to develop a political strategy that addresses it. But the Constitution does not entitle him to leverage his public opposition to the indictment and ensuing press coverage into a basis for avoiding his trial date here. Very powerful words Whoa. by E. Jean Keller's lawyers. Nice. And then this letter brief does a very good job in just citing the case law. But as the letter points out here, the case filed by the Manhattan District Attorney and the facts in this case that E.G. Carroll's alleging that she was raped and that she was defamed, they're incongruous. Donald Trump's lawyers in their letter to the court tried to argue, oh, the case, in, uh, the case filed by the Manhattan District Attorney involves a, uh, an alleged consensual sexual affair. And because there's a sexual nature there, that's what makes that very similar to this case where E. Jean Carroll alleges that she was raped by Donald Trump. And E. Jean Carroll's lawyers point out that 
they were very different cases, they are very different situations. E. Jean Carroll has no involvement or role whatsoever in Donald Trump's falsification of business records, and there is no constitutional concern there. Um, as E. Jean Carroll's lawyers write in this letter, as discussed below, courts must distinguish between more familiarity with a party in this case and an actual predisposition against him, since to ignore the real difference in the potential for prejudice would not advance the cause of fundamental fairness, but only make impossible with timely prosecution of persons who are well known in the community, whether they be notorious or merely prominent. Here, the court will undertake a careful voir dire process to address any potential for prejudice arising from pretrial publicity. The constitutional adequacy of that process is only confirmed by the size of the jury pool, the fundamental difference between the complaint of publicity and the subject matter of this lawsuit, and the rapidly diminishing nature of the relevant pretrial publicity, uh, which basically means the court is going to be conducting a process to determine jurors will be uh, free from bias that will prevent them from being fair and from being impartial and from hearing the evidence and making a decision based on the law rather than any preconceived bias which would make them not be able to be a fair and impartial jurors in this case. And so they're saying, look, Judge, you're going to go through the voir dire, which is the jury selection process, and you will be able to make sure that this is uh, safeguarded. And then the judge waiting an additional four weeks will do nothing to cool the unavoidable press and security concerns that will attend this trial in any event. Uh, and then the goes on to say here, the only basis on which Trump seeks to continue is adverse pre-trial publicity. But time and time again, the United States Supreme Court has held pre-trial publicity in connection with the case to be tried, even if it's pervasive adverse publicity, does not inevitably lead to an unfair trial. And it goes on to cite numerous. Supreme Court cases and federal cases, which basically just because of a lot of trust and a presumption of an unfair, uh, constitutionally infirm or unfair trial. And then the letter goes on to say, and guess what? Donald Trump created this issue. He's on Tucker. He's the one, you know, posting these threats against courts and law enforcement and prosecutors. He's the one seeking out this attention, and now he can't claim, oh, that's why I need a delay, because he's out there seeking attention. What do I think Judge Kaplan is going to do, the federal judge in New York? Yes. I think Judge Kaplan is going to deny Donald Trump's request. Yes. Judge Kaplan has previously called Donald Trump out in prior orders for his delay tactics, and I don't just expect there to be a short minute order, I do expect there to be um, some additional statements made by Judge Kaplan about why Donald Trump's request is without merit, and specifically that Donald Trump was the one seeking out this publicity, and Donald Trump's been out there threatening people. And if anyone's to blame for any carnival-like atmosphere, it is Donald Trump. Recall, this is the same judge who ordered an anonymous jury tour, an anonymous jury selection, an anonymous jurors based on Donald Trump's public threats against other jurors in the past, the prosecutors, and the court. So this judge, I don't think, is going to have it at all. But we will follow up as soon as we get the order. I'm Ben Marcellus from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers thanks to your incredible support. So please hit subscribe. You can also check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We have lots of great memberships there for you to join. We just held a live discussion on our Patreon. Check us out there. Also, wherever you get your audio podcasts, please subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast. 
search Midas Touch Podcast, hit subscribe. It goes a long way to help this network when you're subscribed to that podcast. Thank you so much. Now hit subscribe on this YouTube video. Have a great day. Love this video? Then you'll love the Midas Touch Podcast. Listen as my brothers and I break down the latest news and chat with top political leaders on the fastest growing pro-democracy podcast in the world. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday. Add the Midas Touch Podcast right now wherever you listen to your podcast. Barnyard ASMR, by the way. Feeding my aminos. Oh. And uh, the region, too, I think, of birds and other critters. Anyway. A timely prosecution of persons who are well known in the community with their statements that period based upon the quote carnival-like atmosphere i'm ben micellis from the midas touch network donald trump was just hit with a scathing letter in new york (laughs) federal court set by e jean carroll's lawyers in e jean carroll's civil rape and defamation case against donald trump (laughs) which is set to go to trial on april 25th 2023 late on tuesday night april 10th 2023 donald trump's lawyer sent a letter brief to the federal judge, Judge Lewis Kaplan, asking for a four-week delay in the E. Jean Carroll trial, claiming that they needed a, quote, cool-off period based upon the, quote, carnival-like atmosphere, and quote, attendant with all of the press associated with Donald Trump's criminal arraignment in Manhattan. And, of course, Donald Trump took no blame in the letter brief to the federal judge for a circus-like atmosphere around his criminal arraignment and blamed Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg entirely. As we reported here on the United Touch Network, Donald Trump's letter brief asking for this delay is more of the same from Donald Trump. Delay tactic after delay tactic. And we believe that Judge Lewis Kaplan, the federal judge in this case, who has already called Donald Trump out for these delay tactics, was not going to be supportive of Donald Trump's request to delay, especially when Donald Trump was the one who sought out a circus-like atmosphere for his criminal arraignment when the Manhattan District Attorney offered to do it by Zoom. And he also predicted that Eugene Carroll's lawyers would call Donald Trump out for his hypocrisy. And that is exactly what they did in this scolding letter that was just sent to Judge Lewis Kaplan. Eugene Carroll's lawyer in their letter say, in all events, Trump is exceptionally ill-suited to complain about fairness when he has instigated and sought to benefit from so much of the very coverage about which he now complains. The letter goes on to say, if anything, it is somewhat perverse for Trump to seek a continuance in these proceedings based on the recent indictment when so much of the publicity he complains about has been driven by his own incendiary statements. Trump should not be heard to complain about unfairness from pre-trial publicity when he has done everything in his power to intensify such coverage, including through statements that threaten and provoke violence against law enforcement and courts. In fact, Trump filed his motion for a continuance less than two hours after appearing on Tucker Carlson's show where he discussed, among other things, the indictment. Meanwhile, the first seven items in his political campaign store include fake mugshots from the Manhattan DA indictment. Within legal bounds, Trump is free to oppose the pending criminal indictment. However, he sees fit and to develop a political strategy that addresses it. But the Constitution does not entitle him to leverage his public opposition to the indictment and ensuing press coverage into a basis for avoiding his trial date here. Very powerful words by E. Jean Carroll's lawyers. One of the things that Donald Trump's lawyer, Joe Takapina, put 
in his letter brief sent on Tuesday night to request this delay of trial for the Cuban law period is he cited Google. He cited Google for the proposition that there have been lots of articles on Donald Trump since the criminal arraignment. Well, E. Jean Carroll's lawyers took that Google argument and threw it right back on Donald Trump's lawyer's face. And this is what E. Jean Carroll's lawyers put in their brief. Moreover, the publicity around these issues is not nearly as widespread or persistent as Trump believes. Trump bases his argument to your honor on a Google search. But Google Trends, which tracks how often terms are searched for, offers a very different and more granular picture. Search for, quote, Donald Trump and, quote, Donald Trump indictment very briefly spiked when the indictment was announced and when Trump was arraigned. So searches spiked during that period. But interest in those topics has already fallen by over 85% and is now roughly even with pre-indictment levels. The, quote, Donald Trump indictment search on Google Trends also offers another relevant data point when the results are analyzed through the, quote, interest by subregion tool. New York, New York ranks only 64th in the United States behind Cleveland, Akron, Ohio, and ahead of Las Vegas. In other words, it appears New Yorkers are not as fixated on Trump as he thinks they are. That was a perfect slam by A.G. Galloway of Donald Trump 1, taking Donald Trump's lawyer's frivolous Google argument and go, okay, you want to cite Google? Let's actually look at the Google Analytics then. And the Google Analytics show Donald Trump just not as popular as he and his cult supporters think that they may be. And then this letter brief does a very good job in just citing the case law on when pre-trial publicity becomes so adverse and so overwhelming as to create a constitutional due process concern for a defendant in a case. And um, the case law, as this letter brief by E. Jean Carroll's lawyers point out, is not supportive that any of the type of publicity here would cause any constitutional concerns. And what they point out in the letter is that oftentimes these pretrial publicity concerns are often more focused on smaller towns or smaller cities where everybody knows and there is some like massive confession that takes place that would create a great degree of prejudice. But as the letter points out here, the case filed by the Manhattan District Attorney and the facts in this case that Eugene Carroll's alleging that she was raped and that she was defamed, they're incongruous facts. And Donald Trump's lawyers in their letter to the court tried to argue, oh, the case, in, uh, the case filed by the Manhattan District Attorney involves a, uh, an alleged consensual sexual affair, and because there's a sexual nature there, that's what makes that very similar to this case where E. Jean Carroll alleges that she was raped by Donald Trump. And E. Jean Carroll's lawyers point out that they're very different cases, they're very different situations. E. Jean Carroll has no involvement or role whatsoever in Donald Trump's falsification of business records, and there is no constitutional concern there. Um, as E. Jean Carroll's lawyers write in this letter, as discussed below, courts must distinguish between mere familiarity with a party or his past and an actual predisposition against him, since to ignore the real difference in the potential for prejudice would not advance the cause of fundamental fairness but only make impossible the timely prosecution of persons who are well known in the community, whether they be notorious or merely prominent. Here, the court will undertake a careful voir dire process to address any potential for prejudice arising from pretrial publicity. The constitutional adequacy of that process 
is only confirmed by the size of the jury pool, the fundamental difference between the complaint of publicity and the subject matter of this lawsuit, and the rapidly diminishing nature of the relevant pretrial publicity, um, which basically means the court is going to be conducting a process to determine jurors will be uh, free from bias that will prevent them from being fair and from being impartial and from hearing the evidence and making a decision based on the law rather than any preconceived bias which would make them not be able to be a fair and impartial juror in this case. And so they're saying, look, Judge, you're going to go through the voir dire, which is the jury selection process, and you will be able to uh, make sure that this is uh, safeguarded. And then uh, it goes on to say, waiting an additional four weeks will do nothing to cool the unavoidable press and security concerns that will attend this trial in any event. Um, and then the letter goes on to say, here, the only basis on which Trump seeks a continuance is adverse pretrial publicity. But time and time again, the United States Supreme Court has held pretrial publicity in connection with the case to be tried, even if it's pervasive adverse publicity, does not inevitably lead to an unfair trial. And it goes on to cite numerous um, uh, Supreme Court cases and federal cases, which basically say just because there's a lot of press and attention does not create a presumption of uh, an unfair, uh, constitutionally infirm or unfair trial. And then the letter goes on to say, and guess what? Donald Trump created this issue. He's on Tucker. He's the one, you know, posting these threats against courts and law enforcement and prosecutors. He's the one seeking out this attention. And now who can claim, oh, that's why I need a delay because he's out there seeking attention. What do I think Judge Kaplan is going to do? The federal judge in New York, I think Judge Kaplan is going to deny Donald Trump's request. Yeah. Judge Kaplan has previously called Donald Trump out in prior orders for his delay tactics. And I don't just expect there to be a short minute order. I do expect there to be um, some additional statements made by Judge Kaplan about why Donald Trump's request is without merit and specifically that Donald Trump was the one seeking out this publicity and Donald Trump's been out there threatening people and if anyone's to blame for any carnival-like atmosphere it is Donald Trump. Recall this is the same judge who ordered an anonymous jury pool, an anonymous jury selection, and anonymous jurors based on Donald Trump's public threats against other jurors in the past and prosecutors and the court. So this judge, I don't think he's going to have it at all. But we will follow up as soon as we get the order. I'm Ben Marcellus from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers thanks to your incredible support. So please hit subscribe. You can also check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We have lots of great memberships there for you to join. We just held a live discussion on our Patreon. Check us out there. Also, wherever you get your audio podcast, please subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast. Search Midas Touch podcast. Hit subscribe. Um, it goes a long way to help this network when you subscribe to that podcast. Thank you so much. Now hit subscribe on this YouTube video. Have a great day. Love this video? Then you'll no, love the you Midas Touch podcast. Listen as my brothers and I break down the latest news and chat with top political leaders on the fastest growing pro-democracy podcast in the world. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday. Add the Midas Touch podcast right now wherever you listen to your podcast. <clears throat> so my mum's old chairs, they're like, like Chinese, tried to, it used to have nice like red satin um, covered seeds and, and uh, yeah it still does. It's, 
needs a little bit of uh one of these days i'm gonna have like a carpentry afternoon and um, hire somebody hire medicine man <laughs> to help me do that okay anyway that was great thank you modest touch thank you for your service and thank uh y'all for one i think it's like it's at least 113k now okay slammed a new filing we just that was that trump hit with scathing leather letter in federal court <laughs> judge <clears throat> i should make uh make some um OMG Trump uh, um judge Exclamation point. I mean, diaper dawn. <clears throat> diaper dawn. Popcorn. You're the best, and I am too. Smile. <laughs> right, news feeds. Nah. Christopher Prez. Hmm. Well, I need to go. I guess I have to go. Let's go. My, um... For my, um, appears to be, uh, Okay, let's see here. Um, yeah, I just shared that on Facebook, on my Tristadijanova page. 
and uh, because I, it has the most followers, so if I don't have any followers on Christopher Perez, I'm just gonna um, post on their, you know, um, my backups, you know. Anyway, so let's get back to the show, man. That's fucking right. He thinks they are. That was a perfect slam by A.J. Carroll, lawyer of Donald sure. Trump. One, taking Donald Here's Trump's lawyer's frivolous Google argument and go, okay, you want to cite Google? Let's actually look at the... Have a blessed. Um. DA indictment. Within legal bounds, Trump is free to oppose the pending criminal indictment. However, he sees fit and to develop a political strategy that addresses it. But the Constitution does not entitle him to leverage his public opposition to the indictment and ensuing press coverage into a basis for avoiding his trial date here. Very powerful words by <laughs> E. Jean Carroll's lawyer. Fairness from pre-trial publicity when he has done everything in his power to intensify such coverage, including through statements that threaten and provoke violence against law enforcement and courts. In fact, Trump filed his motion for a continuance less than two hours after appearing on Tucker Carlson's show, where he discussed, among other things, the indictment. Meanwhile, the first seven items in his political campaign store include fake mugshots from the Manhattan DA indictment. Within legal bounds, Trump is free to oppose the pending criminal indictment. However, he sees fit and to develop a political strategy that addresses it. But the Constitution does not entitle him to leverage his public opposition to the indictment and ensuing press coverage into a basis for avoiding his trial date here. Very powerful words by E. Jean Carroll's lawyers. One of the things that Donald Trump's lawyer Joe Takapina put in his letter brief sent on Tuesday night to request this delay of trial for this cooling off period is he cited Google. He cited Google for the proposition that there have been lots of articles on Donald Trump since the criminal arraignment. Well, E. Jean Carroll's lawyers took that Google argument and threw it right back on Donald Trump's lawyer's face. And this is what E. Jean Carroll's lawyers put in their brief. Moreover, the publicity around these issues is not nearly as widespread or persistent as Trump believes. Trump bases his argument, to your honor, on a Google search. But Google Trends, which tracks how often terms are searched for, offers a very different and more granular picture. Search for, quote, Donald Trump and, quote, Donald Trump indictment very briefly spiked when the indictment was announced and when Trump was arranged. So searches spiked during that period. 
but interest in those topics has already fallen by over 85% and is now roughly even with pre-indictment levels. The, quote, Donald Trump indictment search on Google Trends also offers another relevant data point when the results are analyzed through the, quote, interest by subregion tool. New York, New York ranks only 64th in the United States behind Cleveland, Akron, Ohio, and ahead of Las Vegas. In other words, it appears New Yorkers are not as fixated on Trump as he thinks they are. That was a perfect slam by Eugene Carroll lawyer of Donald Trump. One, taking Donald Trump's lawyer's frivolous Google argument and go, okay, you want to cite Google? Let's actually look at the Google analytics then. And the Google analytics show Donald Trump just not as popular as he and his cult supporters think that they may be. And then this letter brief does a very good job in just citing the case law on when pre-trial publicity becomes so adverse and so overwhelming as to create low batteries concern for a defendant in a case. And um, the case law, as this letter brief by Eugene Carroll's lawyers point out, is not supportive that any of the type of publicity that Donald Trump received here would cause any constitutional concerns. And what they point out in the letter is that oftentimes these pretrial publicity concerns are often more focused on smaller towns or smaller cities where everybody knows and there is some like massive confession that takes place that would create a great degree of prejudice. But as the letter points out here, the case filed by the Manhattan District Attorney and the facts in this case that Eugene Carroll's alleging that she was raped and that she was defamed, they're incongruous facts. And Donald Trump's lawyers in their letter to the court tried to argue, oh, the case, in, uh, the case filed by the Manhattan District Attorney involves a uh, an alleged consensual sexual affair, and because there's a sexual nature there, that's what makes that very similar to this case where Eugene Carroll alleges that she was raped by Donald Trump. And Eugene Carroll's lawyers point out that they're very different cases, they're very different situations. Eugene Carroll... Low batteries in Donald Trump's falsification of business records, and there is no constitutional concern there. Um, as Eugene Keller's lawyers write in this letter, as discussed below, courts must distinguish between mere familiarity with a party or his past and an actual predisposition against him, since to ignore the real difference any potential for prejudice would not advance the cause of fundamental fairness, but only make impossible the timely prosecution of persons who are low batteries or merely prominent. Here, the court will undertake a careful voir dire process to address any potential for prejudice arising from pretrial publicity. The constitutional adequacy of that process is only confirmed by the size of the jury pool city and the subject matter of this lawsuit and the rapidly diminishing nature of the relevant pretrial publicity. Uh, this basically means the court is going to be conducting low batteries. Uh, free from bias that will prevent them from being fair and from being impartial and from hearing the evidence and making a decision based on the law. Low batteries. Which would make them not be able to be a fair and impartial juror in this case. And so they're saying, look, Judge, we're going to go through the idea, which is the jury selection process. And Low batteries. And then the, it goes on to say, waiting an additional four weeks will do nothing to cool the unavoidable press and security concerns that will attend this trial in low batteries. The only basis on which Trump seeks a continuance 
is adverse pre-trial publicity. But time and time again, the United States Supreme Court has held pre-trial publicity in connection of adverse publicity does not inevitably lead to an unfair trial. And it goes on to cite numerous um, uh, Supreme Court cases and federal cases, which basically say just because there's a lot of press and attention does not create a presumption of uh, an unfair, uh, constitutionally infirm or unfair trial. And then the letter goes on to say, and guess what? Donald Trump created this issue. He's on Tucker. He's the one, you know. And prosecutors, he's the one seeking out this attention, and now he can't claim, oh, that's why I need a delay, because he's out there seeking attention. What do I think, Judge Kaplan is going to... Low battery. Judge Kaplan is going to deny Donald Trump's request. Judge Kaplan has previously called Donald Trump out in prior orders for his ability... Power off. Back to the show. To be um, some additional statements made by Judge Kaplan about why Donald Trump's request is without merit, and specifically that Donald Trump was the one seeking out this publicity, and Donald Trump's been out there threatening people. And if anyone's to blame for any carnival-like atmosphere, it is Donald Trump. Recall, this is the same judge who ordered an anonymous jury pool, an anonymous jury selection, and anonymous jurors based on Donald Trump's public threats against other jurors in the past, the prosecutors and the court. So this judge, I don't think, is going to have it at all. But we will follow up as soon as we get the order. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers thanks to your incredible support. So please hit subscribe. You can also check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We have lots of great memberships there for you to join. We just held a live discussion on Patreon. Check us out there. Also, wherever you get your audio podcast, please subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast. Midas 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 Search Midas Touch Podcast, hit subscribe. Um, it goes a long way to help this network when you're subscribed to that podcast. Thank you so much. Now hit subscribe yeah. on this YouTube video. Have a great day. Love this video? Then you'll love the Midas Touch Podcast. Listen as my brothers and I break down the latest <laughs> news and chat with top political leaders on the fastest growing pro-democracy <laughs> podcast in the world. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday. Add the Midas Touch Podcast right now wherever you listen to your podcast her to complain about unfairness from pretrial publicity when he has done everything in his power to intensify such coverage, including through statements that threaten and provoke violence against law enforcement and courts. In fact, Trump filed his motion for a continuance less than two hours after appearing on Tucker Carlson's show, where he discussed, among other things, the indictment. Meanwhile, the first seven items in his political campaign store include fake mugshots from the Manhattan DA indictment. Within the <laughs> Trump is free to oppose the pending criminal indictment. However, he sees fit and to and to develop a political strategy.
criminal indictment. However, he sees fit and to develop a political strategy, a indictment within legal bounds and his political campaign store include fake mugshots from the Manhattan and his political camp political campaign store include fake mugshots from the Manhattan D political campaign store include in his political campaign store Pearson's exchange with Republican Representative Andrew Fong. That's why you're standing there. Because of that temper tantrum that day. For that yearning to have attention. That's what you wanted. But you're getting it now. So I just advise you, if you want to conduct business in this house, file a bill. Be recognized. Stand there and present it. And pass it. All you got to do is pass a bill. Now, you all heard that. How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? We're not talking about politics, we're not talking about even gun violence. How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? Long pause for effect. Repetition. Of this legislation, of this resolution spoke that way is because he's comfortable doing it. Because there's a decorum that allows it. There's a decorum that allows yeah. This is a chicken eating ice cream. <laughs> you can go up here to complain. I know you don't get too many people complaining. But like what he did, I'm, I'm glad that I followed him because he was just talking about how freedom of speech is about saying stuff that even if you don't like it, but even your, your document that we have to sign to be able to speak is a slap in the face of the fundamental principle of freedom. 
I mean, we're allowed to complain, but we have to do it politely. We're not allowed to be boisterous. We're not allowed to be emotional. You know the shit that's going on in the world? You know, I know everything in your guys' realm is okay and hunky-dory and you're rubbing elbows with people getting paid checks to advertise This is a chicken eating ice cream. <laughs> you come up here to complain. I know you don't get too many people complain like but he I'm, I'm glad that i followed him because he was just talking about how freedom of speech is about saying stuff that even if you don't like it but even your, your document that we have to sign to be able to speak is a slap in the face of the fundamental principle of freedom i mean we're allowed to complain but we have to do it politely we're not allowed to be boisterous we're not allowed to be emotional you know the that's going on in the world you know i know everything in your guys's realm is okay and hunky dory and you know, rubbing elbows with people getting paid checks to advertise this is a chicken eating ice cream you come up here to complain i know you don't get too many people complain like but he I'm, I'm glad that i followed him because he was just talking about how freedom of speech is about saying stuff that even if you don't like it but even your, your document that we have to sign to be able to speak is a slap in the face of the fundamental principle of freedom i mean we're allowed to complain but we have to do it politely we're not allowed to be boisterous we're not allowed to be emotional you know the shit that's going on in the world you know i know everything in your guys's realm is okay and hunky dory and you're rubbing elbows with people getting paid checks to advertise this is a chicken eating ice cream So I'm tagging all the Democrats, Democrats of TikTok, Democrats official, mm, vote, Democrats deliver.
Hey, Uncle. Hey, Uncle, love. Have a blessed afternoon. Capitalism versus socialism. Party politics. We're talking about. Wait, you guys still there? It's stuck on forty-five thirteen. That's weird.